Listen to Natty News. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Natty News, the nattiest news show in the world. My name is Adam Denatty, and I'm joined by national weightlifting competitor Pat Wu. Pat, thank you for taking time in your busy national weightlifting career to come online today. <laughs> How's it going, man? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, the trading's been tough this cycle, but I feel like I always lift bad leading up to a competition. Yeah. Uh, so that's the solace in my mind that it'll probably come together. But yeah, it's it's always weird the week before competition. When's the meet day again? That's uh, it's Saturday morning ish. This Saturday? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, hey. We're all going to be cheering you on. Definitely drop down the link. We're going to love to watch you. And again, such a cool experience. Like, I don't know. I know you always probably thought of yourself that you're going to get to the national level, but I don't think you thought this fast. No. Well, you know, as we talked about before, like a lot of things had to come together. You know, they had, they, they changed the totals on the spot. They added a random competition to let people qualify. And then I, with with a randomly blown knee, I was able to do a lifetime best performance and barely qualify. It's it's crazy. I'm just happy to be there. And honestly, my goal is to just put up a total and then and then enjoy my time and then I'll watch the other lifters crush like their 330 total. Hey, you know, exactly, exactly. Like this is such a cool experience. Like no one's expecting you to come Rocky Balboa and take gold. <laughs> like you're just coming in there, just like the fact that you made it, you've already won. I better not go and take gold because I'm going to get like 15 drug tests the next day. They're going to find a pump full of like whatever, SARMs, testosterone, HGH, horse serum, like all sorts of stuff. Oh, man. Hey, but dude, that, that is exciting. Um, I, I can kind of say training for me too has been a little off. Um, for, circuit, for our listeners, for, I'm in lockdown again and um because of that i'm back to doing some good old quarantine workouts so a lot of body weight stuff a lot of using 160 pound dumbbell to do everything um unfortunately none of the door frames in my place right now can support a pull-up bar so yeah i know it it kind of sucks i can't do any pull-ups all as ava knows on natty news i love pull-ups i think they're such a great exercise so but I've been getting unique, and actually, I've been trying to play around a lot more with body weight training, which kind of um, is a bit of foreshadowing for today's topic on body weight training or calisthenics, which is something I never gave much respect to until very recently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, everyone in the last year and a half, I think even people who didn't work out did some calisthenics. You know, there was all those push-ups. There's all those like weird fitness challenges. I don't know if you remember that on the internet. Like people were just like sending each other to do 50 push-ups, and it was like people who didn't work out. I I had to go watch a bunch of them on Instagram with some ugly half push-ups. Oh man, dude, yeah, I remember those. I also I even remember just conversations with people like over a year ago where it was just like like man, do you have any workout tips? Like, how are you working out? Like, I would have those conversations with people like, how are you lifting now? How are you keeping your gains? And yeah, yeah but um. But I think like today's conversation, it's not just about like quarantine workouts because we've talked about that before, but most so about like, is it worthwhile to just give up the weight completely and just like go full on bar stars, go to your local playground, scare some eight year olds and just be taking over? 
Yep. Or everything in between those two. <laughs> You know, before we start, um, before we kind of get into it, I want to say, um, for you and maybe some of the listeners, do you remember Cali Muscle? Oh, of course, I remember Hyphy Mud, and as uh, he did, guy could do like twenty muscle ups or something. Yeah, no, he he was a freak. Um, but he was taught he one of his like selling points early on is he made his career from like he I mean he made his physique from just doing prison body weight workout and steroids. <laughs> well, no, no, he never. I don't think he ever admitted to steroids, or maybe recently. But in his old times, he's just plain natty. Oh, I apologize. Sorry, just, just prison ramen. Yeah, just, just the top ramen. <laughs> I actually think though, I, and maybe you can correct me. I think it was more unrealistic that he got that size of just prison bodyweight workout than it was that he was natty. I thought that was the most outlandish thing I've ever heard. Like, how do you believe that? Yeah, you know, I think the workouts can work because progressive, you, you, can, you can be smart. He's a smart guy. You can figure it out. But it's the nutrition in jail, right? Like you ain't getting no protein, vegetables, no vitamins, no nothing. So like, yeah, for him to, for him to be gaining weight on that kind of diet is, is pretty crazy. Well, I actually heard, I watched like a, a podcast of like people in prison about working out. And apparently protein isn't too bad because they would just like buy a bunch of tuna cans. Okay, for the price of mercury poisoning, you can have. <laughs> oh man, Pat does not endorse the prison workout method. <laughs> well, especially if you're not in prison, like just, I've seen, I've seen people post about like that stuff too. I'm like, if you're not in prison, you don't need to do that stuff. Yeah, it's weird how it's romanticized about how people would go to like prison boot camp training sessions thinking that like the secret to getting jacked is by just doing what prisoners do. Yeah, like I, I mean, like I've I've heard podcasts about people in prison too, and I think one of the one of the things that is in their favor, I think, is the fact that um there's not too much else to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And then working out really becomes like a quite a major focus in, in the day, right? There's there's no eight, there's no nine to five job and and this and that. And I think that's huge, right? Like, like when we were younger, why did or why did we get better results? Because working out was able to be a bigger priority. So that's probably the thing that's going for them. So regular people going to prison boot camps, that ain't gonna work for them. Yeah, I mean, again, we are not a political show, but I think there's a lot of value prisoners have found rehabilitation-wise by going and working out. They're able to set goals, accomplish stuff, um, challenge themselves, get out some of that negative energy and a more positive outlet. Like, there's major benefits for all of that. And again, you're right. Like, when you're in prison, all you have is time. So it's pretty easy to spend two, three hours working out because what else are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, man something productive too right it's even better it's not just like a lollygagging workout yeah yeah but anyway that was just my little tidbit i just always whenever i hear body weight training i think of a cali muscle talking about how he got 25 inch arms from just doing prison workouts yeah that's that's the secret <laughs> oh baby oh man okay so let's kind of like dive into some a bit about body weight training so like how would you describe body weight training to someone or like calisthenics. Let's use calisthenics, I guess, would be a better word. Sure. I mean, um, I mean, essentially, it's like, I would say it's strength training and expressions of strength training um, using your body weight without using external loads. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it. Yeah, strength training with just your body. Okay, so when you say external loads, like an example is uh, ex- weighted pull-ups. Would you count weighted pull-ups as a calisthenic movement? 
Yeah, like I mean, like it's it's not pure calisthenics, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's it's an extension of it. And I, I mean, like, yeah, you can. I guess you can call it calisthenics still. Okay, just want to, you know, I know I'm being a little bit um, harsh, but I want to make sure we got a good definition. Yeah, I, I don't actually know. Like, uh, again, neither of us are like true calisthenics nerds. And maybe to them, weighted pull ups, it doesn't count. Maybe like, like, I wonder what if like someone sat on you? Does that count as calisthenics? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's like some super purist there who is just like, no, you can't have anything but you and your body. No additional weight. If yeah, you want to get, yeah, it could be like you're too good at pull-ups. Well, then get to your one-arm pull-ups. Like they, <laughs> there, there can be purists like that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I honestly feel like one of the things about calisthenics that people always bring up is functional strength. And I don't know about you, Pat, but I hate the word functional strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate. I don't like. Well, I don't hate it, but I don't like the word very much. It's like kind of like what's functional i mean if nobody needs to pull themselves over a bar like in regular day life um yeah I, I agree with you on that stance like i think the only functional strength is your grip strength like i yeah. think nothing else is functional besides your grip strength because you're right like what's the point like, you're never gonna pull yourself up you're never gonna have to go into a deep squat and push 300 pounds yeah now now i mean like that being said i think I think the word functional, if you use it with context, then it, it can be good, right? Like if you are a, uh, I don't know, if, if you're like a, if you work manual labor, then it is functional to have sufficient grip strength. It's mm -hmm. functional to be able to lift up, I don't know, anywhere from like 50 to 100 pounds for sure. It's functional to be able to lunge in either direction, functional to be able to put your arms overhead. But I think when, when you say functional just out of your ass with no context, that's like the big problem. That's like the fad in fitness, right? It's like, animal flow with some functional fitness and there's no context to it well i feel like and this is might sound a little mean but i feel like sometimes when people use it it's kind of like a coping mechanism because a lot of people who get into calisthenics and again it sounds so mean but a lot of people get into calisthenics sometimes are a little like smaller like um kind of you know kind of like skinnier and stuff and so they use the idea that like oh my my strength and my workouts build me more functional like all those heavy spots and deadlifts like those don't build anything for you um you're just building show muscles where mine is like functional strength doing all these pull-ups and push-ups and i i used to kind of think that a lot of like all these people like they're just wasting their time pretending to play in jungle jungle gyms i i definitely don't hear that i mean feel that now is i think push-ups pull-ups bodyweight training is incredibly important i think people get too reliant on barbell movement sometimes and don't like go to the basics i mean again i love pull-ups i think pull-ups are one of the greatest lifts you can do um but i do think there's this whole idea of like elitism sometimes with calisthenics yeah and i i think like one message that we always repeat at natty news is um just like I, I just think it's like dumb to be like shitting on other people's expression of fitness. I think everyone has their own expression of fitness. Everyone has their own idea of what's functional and important to them in terms mm -hmm. of fitness. You know, like for you, it's, it's uh, somewhat important uh, that you work in your deadlift and your squat and whatnot. For some people, that's just never going to be a factor. It's not important. They, uh, they value their pull up and their, their planche and their reverse levers more. Right. And it's just like, it doesn't make anyone more fit um, or less fit. It's just like they have different goals. And I, I hate when people are just kind of waste. I feel like it's just a waste of energy to go and 
and attack other forms of fitness. Um, you know, let, let people do their thing. Yeah, no, no, I, I feel you on that when people would get like a v- very much elitist about their way of training and how much better it's than others. Um, so maybe to kind of like transition in there, what do you think are like the best parts about doing a calisthenic workout? Yeah, that's, that's huge. Um, I think some of the best things, like, first of all, it's accessible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have to join a gym. Um, you can do it outdoors, like obviously push up squats and whatnot. You can do it outdoors. Um, but also I think the biggest value is being able to, uh, learn to manipulate your own body weight in different ways. And I do think that's like, that's really important. Um, it keeps you honest in terms of your strength to, to size ratio, right? Like a lot of, um, guys, as they get heavier and heavier, right? Things like pull-ups and push-ups get harder. However, your things like your bench press and, and, um, your like bent over row and things like that, those will go up and you'll see guys like, you know, getting, you know, breaking about 300 pound lat pull down, it might be pertinent to try a pull up or two and get your ego checked to the door. And I think in this journey of getting stronger, it's always good to have something that's going to keep your ego in check. Um, these, those body weight movements, I don't think calisthenics can ever get too easy, right? We've talked about like, like if you can do pull ups, can you do a, you know, can you do a towel pull up? Can you do a one arm pull up? Like there's actually always ways to progressively overload that people don't think about. Um, I think it's gone to the point where most gym trainees think of them as like calisthenics are either a warm up or there's some sort of accessory movement that you sort of just go through. And like, not a lot of people, I think, take them really seriously. You are completely right about that. And actually, I think one of the things you're mentioning about like understanding how your body moves is such a huge thing that um, in my whole fitness career, I completely ignored. Like, I mean, you know me, I'm one of the most uncoordinated people ever. And so I think that always pushed me away from doing more of these movements. But recently, as you know, and for the listeners, I've been trying to learn how to do a cartwheel. So yeah. since like last week, every day I've been trying to do a cartwheel. And um, it's still very far from being even acceptable. I've been watching videos of eight-year-olds just doing them with nothing. Um, but it really is a journey where I'm starting to better understand movement of my body. Like I'm starting to really try to think of like, how to activate this, how to move this body. And it really is a a super rewarding and fun experience. And like, I definitely have gotten a lot more respect from this just journey. Like when I see someone doing like flips now, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how do you actually move your body to do that stuff? Or even like on, um, even like a muscle up man, like a muscle up, I still am so impressed by. Yeah. Can you not, have you never done a muscle up? Dude, I've never done a muscle-up. I've tried. Like, there was points where I could do, like, 15, 16 pull-ups in a row, and I couldn't do a muscle-up. Oh, man. I got I to gotta teach you one day. that You can definitely do it. If you can do 15 I, would, I have done one of the cheating muscle-ups where you kind of get to the top, and you kind of just, like, get your arms up like that. Okay. But, like, I've never done, like, a smooth one. So I've done, like, the one where you kind of get up here, then you kind of, like, up, up, push. Okay. Yeah, no, you can... It, there's a coordination thing, and I, and I think that's the cool thing about calisthenics. I'm like barbells and dumbbells, which move in a certain way. Like uh, there are so many ways to express movement. You can do a strict pull up. You can do a, a muscle up. You can you can do beyond a muscle up. There's all those other stuff like levers and people flip around the bar. Like there's so many things um, that can come from it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now to kind of be a bit of a devil's advocate, I think the worst thing about bodyweight training is I think progression can be harder because you were mentioning the pull-up example. So like, let's say 
like, like for me, example, like you would, let's say I can do like 15 pull-ups. That's a pretty good amount of pull-ups. Um, and so now you want to progress to the next point. So what would be the next progression for a pull-up if you couldn't add any weight? Maybe you would do like, um, uh, like uh, let's say a single-handed pull-up. So I might be able to do one, maybe two single-handed pull-ups. And so then it kind of is a much steeper progression curve while you're using like a barbell system. You slap on a two and a half pound, even a one pound plate, and you can slowly and slowly make progressions. I feel with bodyweight training, the progression curve is a lot more aggressive. And I think that could be one of the difficulties about doing a bodyweight training routine. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think for that reason, I wouldn't, like unless someone had to, I, I wouldn't recommend pure um, calisthenics training because... I think you could almost help get over that barrier with using other weighted movements, maybe using carries to strengthen your grip. If you know you have weak lats, you can isolate them with machines. You can do rows like to get over that. But then I think, I think if you're confined to the calisthenics, I think it's just about being more creative. And, and I've had a little bit of fun last year because my clients had to work out at home. And then um, I just had to think, okay, how do I make things harder over time? And a lot of it's like, manipulating things you don't think about like time uh for example if you knew 15 pull-ups in one set maybe we'll do i don't know like you, you've heard of the workout i do where i do like four or five pull-ups every minute and then i try to see how many minutes i can last and then like having workouts like that or or just being or giving total number like in this workout we're gonna do you're gonna do 70 workout 70 pull-ups you're not done until you get it done you just get it done in whatever way you can i think it's just about getting more creative it's not as simple as add pounds add sets add reps so in its own way probably a little bit frustrating honestly if you're if you're kind of like figuring out for yourself yeah and it would be great to actually have like a calisthenics expert talk about how would you program for someone who's just purely doing calisthenics yeah yeah that's yeah i don't, I don't know if i know any actually like Everyone I know that does some calisthenics, I think likes to use the barbell. So maybe that tells a trend about what works the best. This is a stupid question, but is there like a calisthenics like comp competition, like an event where you just compete in calisthenics? Uh, I don't think so. You know what? No, I bet you there is. But I like, feel okay. I feel there is too, but I feel like it's very niche. Like it's a very, maybe a, probably like a bunch of like badasses who could pop out fifty muscle ups all compete against each other. Yeah, because it's kind of like it's like it's not cross. Like there's you see things like that in a lot of things. Like you see it in CrossFit. Um, you see it in like and like what else? Like there's like there's like strong first like kettle like a lot of the kettlebell enthusiasts. They're also very into the bodyweight training. But you don't see it in like in its pure form a lot. Yeah, that's true. I also feel like a lot of bodyweight training, kind of the way to get over the progression hub is by adding weight. So like when I pull up example before, the easy answer to like how you progress to pull ups is you add weight. You throw on like a dumbbell between your feet, boom, 5, 10, 15 pounds, yeah. get up some reps there. Eventually you'll be doing like 60 pounds or 100 pounds and then yeah, you're going to be progressing like now and get a killer back. So I feel though like the golden answer is that bodyweight training is a fantastic to be worked in with traditional barbell weight training. Yeah, yeah, as a tool to be taken seriously. But yeah, I, I don't think 
But then again, neither of us have ever spent like years of our lives doing pure body weight, but I wouldn't suggest it. You know, something that's really cool too, and that's something I've noticed is there's a big overlap between like um, the gymnast calisthenics group and the Olympic weightlifting group. Like, um, you know, Clarence Zero, like the crazy yeah, freak Kennedy. Olympic weight. Yeah. yeah. He does like a bunch of these like body weight, like gymnast moves, like um, the tricking stuff. And it's incredible. And there's also a few other people too, who are like in the Olympic weightlifting community who also are really into these like gymnast movements. Yeah. It, um, well, fun fact about Olympic weightlifting, a lot of the good uh, athletes, especially the ones that uh, are from like some of the European and, and North American countries, they were gymnasts who converted. Uh, like one of the best female weightlifters in Canada, Maud Sharon, she's going to the Olympics, uh, gold medal contender. Like she was a high level gymnast. Um, and like, there's like videos of her, like doing like, like she can still do like, you know, back tucks and like, uh, you know, all sorts of tumbling stuff with no warm up, even years after retirement. Cause I think it lends itself well. And, and like, you know, we talked about body awareness because you have such great body awareness. Um, of course it transfers over well to, to Olympic weightlifting and like they know how to manipulate their body. They know where to put the bar, you know, obviously they have good mobility because they've always um, trained full range of motion. So it's a good transfer. Man, dude, I just feel like gymnastics is a, such a good base for any sport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think, um, did you ever talk to you about how, like, I think like the pillars of being pretty good at every sport, like you got to do like gymnastics, a little bit of basic track and field, and then like one, like catching and throwing sport or, or like a racket sport. Cause, cause then you get the hand eye and then you have the body coordination from the gymnastics and then you have the ability to like run and jump from the track. And then, then you're just like making a super athlete, which I think we done none of those as kids. So we're unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you know what? We're young enough where we can still like get some of those benefits and stuff. Like, I, I think even if you, I, I really dislike the mentality that if you didn't start in a kid, it's too late. Like, yes, you know what? You didn't get the chance then, but you can try to be as good as you can. Like, I, I jokingly in a row, I, I remember we talked before privately. One of my goals in life is I want to be able to do everything an eight-year-old can. If an eight-year-old can do a cartwheel, I better be able to do a cartwheel too. <laughs> You, dude, you're, you're going to get it, man. you got to get, like, splits. Yeah. Get, like, gymnastics basics, I think, are pretty achievable for a lot of uh, people. Understand? Uh, you're, you're obviously familiar with George St. Pierre, one of the legendary yep. Canadians. Uh, he actually does primarily a gymnastic bodyweight routine for his strength and conditioning. He, I, I don't think he touches any weight. Hmm. Does he have I, a, a, a reason for that? Um, so his his main coach is uh, a man called Faraz Zahabi, who owns the TriStar Gym in Montreal. And he actually really much doesn't like weight training for any of his athletes. And yeah, and so he mostly for his strength and conditioning is kind of like body weight, calisthenics, um, gymnast training. Uh, and I think the main reason for it is one. Um, a lot of core activation, keeping that really strong. Um, again, like understanding the body movements. I mean, that's huge in fighting. As well as, I think a big thing is he's one of the believers where adding muscle will slow you down. Now, I, I don't know how true that statement is and all that, but he believes in his trained champion. So I'm not going to second guess him when it comes to fighting. But it's a very interesting thing about how like um, him at such a high level, he actually 
says that one of the reasons she believes so is because of the strength and conditioning um stuff yeah i mean i'm i'm not gonna knock him if it's if it's working well and i mean it's a weight class sport too so yeah a very good argument to not putting on weight especially if like you've seen gsp he's like ripped like i don't know if if he put on any more muscle he would have been able to fit into his weight class yeah, he, he, he's a big boy. And also, it was something crazy, and I know we're kind of going a little topic. He doesn't do cardio. Eh, he probably doesn't need it. I mean, his training's probably keeping his keeping his engine pretty sharp. Yeah, he, he was saying, like, he, he doesn't do much cardio at all. Like, the only... Because he was saying it's kind of unnecessary. Like, you only get tired if your technique and, like, body awareness isn't good and you get too stressed out. Provided you have a good baseline, which I'm sure he has. Yeah, I mean, he's... <laughs> Yeah, you look at him, man. He looks like a. He actually looks like a Greek god, uh, especially with the hair now too. He looks clean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in in retirement, showing up on TV now. Yeah, what a good Canadian. Um, but kind of going back to it is that one of the big advantages people always talk about body weight training is a tree. Like you don't have to spend any money. You can go to a playground. You can go just um mess around, have a good time there, and. I kind of feel though, like, is that a good excuse? Because I feel like Jim, I mean, for some people, of course, low on money, but for the general public, I think it's kind of like, it's still better just to go to a gym and do bodyweight training. Yeah, I mean, I, I, also, I also think that even if you're training at home, like even just using household items to help give yourself some resistance, just like saves a like unnecessary headache, I think, right? Even like getting a couple sacks of like, rice or or soil right so you can eventually uh like for a lower body movement so you can eventually progress your your single leg hip thrust right rather than like finding weird ass ways to try to make that harder by yourself over time yeah i just don't don't think you have to do it as purely and i think there's a lot of good little free options that at least add resistance even if you're primarily doing these body weight based movements what would be your recommendation for someone who, let's say they just, they can't afford a gym, they're going through some tough times. And again, that happens. Who wants to get a good body weight workout in like a park or something. What would be your recommendation on how they should maybe schedule, progress and all that stuff? In a park? Um, you know, a park's actually tougher. Like this is kind of weird to say, but I think, a, I think actually like even within a household setting, there's actually a lot of little tools that are very helpful, right? Like if you have a, a sofa of some kind, that kind of functions almost like a bench in a way, right? You can do hip thrusts. You can do Bulgarian split squats. Um, if you have like the right type of couch and you can slip your feet under, you can do like Nordic curls, right? And, and then at, at home, like even like having a wall can be so helpful. You can do like triceps on the wall. You can do like Spider-Man planks. So that kind of terrain is actually super helpful. And then if you're in a park, um, you're a little bit like, here's the thing if you're new, right? You're, in a, you, you're a little self-conscious about working out. And if you're in public and some kids are in the monkey bars and their parents are watching them, and then you're doing like push-ups, you're probably struggling your first week. Then the parents and the kids are watching you. You ain't going to feel so good about that. <laughs> I, I'd really recommend um, household items can actually make for like a lot of help, right? If you're new, you can have like two full detergent bottles. You do Bulgarian split squats. That's a pretty hard workout. I, I think it's going to be quite a while before that becomes too easy and you need to progress past. So, yeah. 
um, way back near the beginning of the pandemic. I lived near a schoolyard with that that has a jungle gym and stuff. And at this point, they just started opening it up for kids to use. And I felt like I felt so guilty that I cannot take these jungle gym from these kids. They've been waiting to play on it. I cannot be selfish and take it for my stupid pull-ups. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would only go at like very late at night so there's no kids around because I'm like, I can't take this from a kid. Like, the kids to play on this. I shouldn't be using this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the whole like workout and playground, I don't know, it sounds nice, but it's, uh, it's harder to pull off than you think. Yeah, because it's kind of like, how are you going to tell like a six year old being like, hey, uh, you can't swing on these mon- monkey bars. I have to do my pull up soon. Yeah, just my my five sets of ten, you know. It's, it's, they're like, what the heck? What the heck? This big man bullying you. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> oh my goodness, um, that's really interesting. Actually, and I do like the idea of this using your home creativity, like creatively. Um, what if you don't have any of that? Like, I guess we have talked about before. Um that if you have low on money, of course, buy some bands, buy a pull-up bar, buy stuff like that. But what about you think about people who do very minimalistic work as like just like push-ups and squats? Like they don't have like much equipment. They have like no couch or something. And they just do a whole routine of just doing push-ups and squats. Do you think that could work? Um. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into it later about like best workouts for each body part Mm -hmm. i think you want you definitely want a little bit of a more well-rounded workout like you know with push-ups you're not getting much back and shoulders uh lats or core right uh with just the squats you're not getting very much glute hamstring or lower leg so you want to be more well-rounded but um absolutely you can get a good workout with absolutely no equipment that you just have to be more creative and that's the thing though like um i don't i think people just default to push-ups and squats and that's all they do and then eventually their shoulders starts feeling a little achy and they're not sure why their knees are a little sore and they're not sure why yeah i mean how many times have we seen those like this those online images of like 10 minute workout where it's like push-ups squats planks um sit-ups boom you're ready to go yeah that's the biggest thing with these like random body weight workouts is they the the programming, if, if we can call it that, like it's done with like no brain. Like there's, it's just like, here's random exercises, do them for like this much time, rest that much time. And like, you know, I, there's no clear purpose. Like, what are you working? What goal are you working towards? There's no context. And so all you get are just tired people. And the point of working out is not just to be tired, right? Like it's, it's to get towards some sort of outcome. And I think when you're making body weight workouts, you still need to think about what are your goals? What muscles are you trying to work? And then, you know, build from there, right? Don't just pick random exercises. Yeah. And, you know, something I'm kind of thinking about, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't you kind of think maybe it would be better for a beginner to maybe start off doing a lot of this like body weight training? Since I think one of the big issues is that when people start weight training, one of the big things is you haven't developed any stabilizers, you really haven't developed like any kind of like base. And the nice thing about doing these body weight exercises is you can kind of choose what's comfortable for you. Like if it's, if your hands are uncomfortable doing a push up, you can move and adjust them. Like you have so much freedom and where you want to play stuff to find what's comfortable for you. So you can start building up some stabilizers, building up some mind muscle connection, all that good stuff. Like I, I remember hearing this before when I was young, when I first started like exercising was saying like, Oh, 
Uh, you should do a year of body weight before you touch any weights so you can get that comfortable before doing that. And I always kind of thought that in the back of my mind. I was like, you know, that probably would be the better way. But kind of from your professional experience, what do you think? Yeah, I I, I mean, I, I don't know if you need a year and that's um, probably not necessary. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to include the body weight. Um, you know, mix mix it in. Uh, have some body weight, have some weights. That's usually what I do with people. Um, you know, I, I like to get people to push-ups, but hey, some people really just struggle and can't do a push-up. They can't do a knee push-up. They can somewhat do like a elevated push-up, and we'll work with that. But I think it's also helpful. Like, let's say they can only do like four or five of those bench push-ups, then it's probably helpful to add some accessory work to get them where we want them. I definitely agree, everyone. I hate planks, but everyone should like be able to do a plank for a little bit, uh, be able to do a side plank and and work different motions. Yeah, like body weight, like you you have a lot more degrees of freedom with your body, right? Like a push up and a chest press are quite different in terms of like your shoulder blades aren't locked in and they're allowed to move freely. Um, I think it needs to be a part of every beginner's program, but uh, not not the only part. It doesn't need to be a year. I also feel like something too where it's so incredibly rewarding when you can do a movement with your body like i still remember the first time i could do a pull-up like it's just one of those things where i feel like that's more a bigger accomplishment than any amount of weight on a barbell because it's kind of like this is a motion your body couldn't previously do that you've unlocked it like i I use the analogy that working out is kind of like a video game and it is like and so it's kind of like you leveled up you got a new ability you got a new ability that now you can do this thing with your body that you never could do before, which yeah. I think is this immensely rewarding and super cool. And uh, as I age and I feel losing my body's control as I get older and older, it's something I want to gain more of. Yeah, yeah, it's um, that's another benefit of body weight work. Like it, you know, in the gym when we lift weights, honestly, it's like sets and reps all the time. Like yeah, you get, you get the feeling. <laughs> Did you hit more more weight or did you hit more reps? And those are kind of like the pleasures that you get from it. But yeah, you get unlock those skills. You know, like last year, um, I I worked again my splits and I got my I got my I think you call it a side split. I got it from on one side. I didn't get it on the other side. And I was like, oh shit! Like it, that's like great. There's no sets and reps of it. I just I, I didn't have it, and then I had it right. Like I I could only do pistol squat on one side, and then then I could do it on both sides. I'm like, wow, that's like awesome and you know it's a good little like flex too you can show that off to to your like your friends and and you feel good about it and and yeah yeah i i mean i i've seen your tinder profile and it's just you doing pistol squat <laughs> that's, that's all there is yeah that's, that's, mom and dad that's that's all there is <laughs> how, yeah how do you hey mom dad how do you guys meet each other well i saw your dad's uh pistol squat and i was just so impressed and then he saw me doing my like uh backflip and he just he he knew i was the one for him that's that's actually exactly how online dating works nowadays <laughs> uh, yeah I, I mean and that's okay another thing i think bodyweight workouts can look really cool like yeah. i, I me and you, obviously, we, we've been gym rats. So you see someone doing like a six-plate deadlift, you're like, damn, that's impressive. But I feel like kind of for the general public, seeing someone do a muscle-up is more impressive than a six-plate deadlift. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a 10 pull-ups is infinitely more impressive to everyone than like a four-plate row. 
no one gives no one gives a crap. Yeah. I don't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because like me and you, we live so we know how hard that is. We know how hard it is to get like a six plate deadlift. Like you, you put in so much work and effort. Like that's hard. But like for the general public, it's like, oh, that's a lot of weight. That's neat. And then they see someone do like ten pull-ups, like wow. I can't even do that. I just hang there. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole idea of like things that look doable. Like if I lift a barbell and you lift a barbell, you just did it with more weight. But if I can't do a back lever and you can do a back lever, that is a whole new realm of stuff that this person can do that that most people can. And you can you can earn those skills through your body weight training. Yeah, and see, I kind of started to feel that way too, because I think like a lot of body weight stuff is more impressive to me, because I can't do a lot of it. So now to me, it's like, man, how, what's your secret? How do you do that? How do you move your body that way? Yeah, yeah. One day I, I want to move on, and there's a couple of skills I definitely want to learn and uh, have to get some, I'll have to find a teacher when it comes to that point. If you could, a magic like leprechaun came to you and was like, you know what, Pat? You've done the natty world, a lot of goodness. You get one, I can, you can do one type of like gymnastic movement perfectly next morning. What would you pick? You could only do one. Everything else you would suck at, but you could only do one really well. It's going to be a backflip. You know, everyone that knows me knows my nightmares with backflips. I spent my first year getting dropped on my head and uh, like I'm at the point in my life some people might think otherwise. I can't ever see myself doing it. So I would be so like if I did it, I think I would have an out of body of, of like experience. If I did a back tuck, I would just be like high on light. And I I would do it everywhere. I would do it all the time if I had that skill. <laughs> How about you? Um, I think this, I think um the the split like the the what's the one that Van Dam does? Where is that like the front split? Oh, the middle split? Yeah. The middle split. Yeah, yeah I, I, I want to do the middle split. I think it would be so cool just to be able to, like, drop down like that. Like, I th- I remember watching, like, what's that Van Damme movie? Um, Was it, like, Kickboxer, where he does it at, like, a bar when fighting, like, five people? It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, he, he was the, f- he, he would have had an OnlyFans. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, he's still around. Maybe he does. Yeah, he's, he's still training. There's, there's I, I think he can still do it, too. I think I saw, like, an old Conan's uh, video, and he just jumped into it. Yeah, actually, I think during 2020, when I was at home way too much, I think he he had he put out some training videos. He was showing, like, his uh his stretching and his kick training. Guy can still kick way higher than, than like, me and you could ever do it. Oh, if you want to hear an impressive, like, older gentleman story, when I used to work out in um, Sports Central, which was a 24-hour gym, um, this would be after I was working at the bar. So I'd be working at, like, 4 or 5 a.m., and there would be some older gentlemen who would be working out there, too. There was this one guy who was a K-1 fighter. For those who don't know, K-1 is a kickboxing organization, very, very competitive. And this guy was, like, in his 50s, and he, no joke, could just like drop into the splits no problem Ooh. like a serious and I, I, I used to talk to him and then yeah he would just like do it and like he was so mobile and so flexible and like i remember even then i asked him like how do you do that and he's like you just gotta keep it up like just don't stop that's that's crazy you know and um as someone who has barely done the splits for like a short period of my life there's like there's a huge difference between being able to like 
crank yourself into splits and look like you're literally about to die yeah. and just being able to and then the next level i think is being able to slide into it but being able to just drop into it is like the the highest level of it that like like you know it kind of hurts like a little bit if yeah. your hip aren't ready so that's that's crazy yeah no he, he was super impressive and definitely is an inspiration and hopeful i hope to be that point when i'm in that age <laughs> yeah that's true that's true you know you keep, keep keep stretching keep doing mobility i've seen a lot of people retain it yeah yeah exactly i mean we've said it a lot now in use you lose uh, like if you don't use it you lose it and actually this is something interesting too though um for clients of yours who are a little older do you kind of maybe recommend doing more body weight training instead of weights yeah well you know a lot of my older body weight clients um you know they they've been kind of trying to ward off the virus and stay home more so uh a lot of it not by choice but we had to do more body weight work because um they didn't want to invest in too much equipment at all and i totally understood that um but we do a good amount of body weight training and it is i would use the word functional here because there are things that are important uh for some more elderly people things like um being able to get up out of a chair being able to get up off the ground with confidence um being able to reach down to the floor and come back up again with confidence um, being able to put lift something up and have the mobility for that and then and then being able to carry something so it's uh it, i just basically said squat hinge push pull and 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 carry in a very fancy way but because of that a lot of that is like we do body weight it's almost like skill practicing like we'll literally do get up from the ground as an exercise um because you know we can do all the weird core drills but the best way to practice is you know while i'm watching to to see how you get up and the more we do reps you can see some people who had a kind of mental barrier they really hated being on the ground and they start to feel a little bit better about it after practicing so yeah wow, we do fantastic. a lot of body weight work yeah no because I, I was kind of thinking that like I, even though earlier i was kind of making fun of the functional but when you get to an older point that is functional strength like for me and you getting off the ground it's easy like what do you mean i can get off the ground all day but yeah. for someone who's a little older who's a little more beaten up yeah that can be a battle yeah exactly and it's uh you know functional is all about the skills are important to you and and even like i even know like i think like younger people who just you know they, they have a rough time like getting off the floor like if you, have, if you have bad knees and stuff like that um it's important to just practice that uh, yeah. obviously like find a good professional that's going to help you. But, you know, those are those are barriers to life, right? If, if you're just like always scared of being on the ground and getting back up, then finding a way to work on it. No, you're completely true. And I think a lot of these body weight movements and exercises are a way to kind of like gain confidence in moving your own body. Yep. Yeah. Like I think you not only gain strength, but also in terms of like a motor learning, you gain that practice, right? Maybe if you're really lacking strength, at least you'll find the best strategy to 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 get up from the floor or to like lift something overhead. Exactly, man. Hey, so um, we're kind of running up in time, but let's do a little fun activity. Let's do a rapid fire, top body weight movements for each body part. And uh, do you want to split upper and lower or should we just go both go and see who has a better list? Um, yeah, let's, let's go. We can go like upper lower. We can go like the standard like body parts, like yeah, chest, whatever, shoulders, arm, whatever, core, back, lats, 
right, let's stuff. start. Let's start from the very top. So let's go with the shoulders and traps. What's the best shoulders and traps? I think we both know it. I thought we were going to talk about the head, but okay. Uh, <laughs> shoulders and traps for for body weight. I don't know. We might have a different answer, but I think like a for for shoulders and traps, it might be like a ity for the shoulder or some sort of handstand. What part of the shoulder are we talking about? See, I was just thinking doing a pike push up. That's pretty good. See, now you made me, you're making me second guess everything because you were the one who showed me the pike push ups. I thought we were going to be on the same page. No, I mean, pike push ups. Pike push ups are pretty good. Pike push ups. Okay, I got to say it's like, I, I got a name too, like pike push up, but I think that's a little bit more like a shoulder press. So it does more of the front. Yeah. But like just like a, like a Superman on the ground, you know, the one where you go like, oh, yeah. up and then you go back because you get yeah. the, you get the rotator cuffs. That's really important, right? Um, we want to keep those healthy, and that's missed with a lot of uh, body weight movements. So, so that one will be. Let's say that one's a rotator cuff one. Sure. Okay, so we got Superman's and pike push-ups. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the. Let's go to some arms. What about biceps? Uh, ooh, this is like the hardest thing, isn't it? To, I mean, the, the like the cheap, easy answer is like pull-ups. Or chin-ups, chin-ups. Like that's the that's the cheap, easy answer. But what if we don't have a pull-up bar? Yeah, see, that, uh, that's the thing. Like, yeah, chin-ups and pull-ups basically cover half of your upper body. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder. There's probably a creative way to do it. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Besides pull-ups, I, I have a hard – or chin-ups, I have a hard time thinking of one. What I've been doing is – what I've been doing actually at home is um, – I do a reverse, like, what's those things where you kind of lie down, you roll your body up? Inverted row? Inverted row. So I have a chair, and so I grab, like, the cushion of the chair, and I'm underneath oh, yeah. it, and, like, I invert row that way, and I kind of, like, try to, like, squeeze the bicep and all that. Like, it's not the most efficient way to train my back, but it's the only way I can find without a pull-up. Yeah, biceps is a hard one, honestly. Yeah. Body weight. Because even, like, chin-ups... I don't think it's the best thing to do for your biceps because I think either your grip or your back will go first rather than like, unless you have like the weakest biceps in the world like me and it's pretty effective for me. You know, Pat, I'm going to say both as you. Like my when I do chin-ups, my, my biceps give up before anything else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Okay, so moving on from there, we just did bicep. How about triceps? What do you got? Diamond push-ups, baby. Diamond, yeah. See, I I don't love diamond push-ups because I my elbows are made of glass. Um, I actually like. I actually like like a like a wall tricep extension. So you okay. put your hands in the wall and you. So you know the way it works is the more you incline, the further your feet are from the wall. Like if, if you eventually got the parallel, it's actually very very hard. Um, and it also works the uh, flexibility, right? Because you gotta you gotta go like that. So yeah. That's my pick for it, but I, I respect your pick too. That's a diamond push-ups are perfect. Here. I think the reason I don't like doing those is because of flexibility stuff. Cause like my lats get pretty tight. So I think for me, I never did those because of that, but that's actually the reason I should do more of them. So I might throw those in some more. Yeah. Yeah. You got to work on that flexibility. That's going to help your cartwheels, man. Oh, uh, are you, you're telling me the truth, man. Yeah. I got to, that's been motivating me to stretch. It's like, oh, stretch so I can do my cartwheels. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you got? What do you got for lats? Oh, uh, Latsy. Again, pull-ups are the easiest one. Like, you can't beat pull-ups. But if we're going to cheat and not say pull-ups, oh, man, that's that's hard. Um, 
And are we gonna say no furniture either? Because you could do like a furniture roll, like you could just like find like a heavy object and roll it, but that could be cheating too. I mean a roll. I mean a roll is like fair. Yeah, I guess like if you, if you like can get like some milk jugs and just hold like two of them, that's like about 30, 40 pounds. I mean, no, actually less than that. It's like 20 something pounds, but yeah. you could do some type of oh, rowing motion. Like the thing you did, like getting under the table and doing the. Oh, yeah, thing. true. You could, yeah, an inverted row too. Like, yeah, that could work as well. I mean, again, pull ups are king, but inverted rows with some furniture could work out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that one was pretty simple. Um, let's see. We've done. Did we miss anything? What about, what about lower back? Oh, so see, lower back, what I've been doing is I've been taking my heaviest band and I kind of like get into, I do a good morning. So I do banded good mornings. Wait, hold on. How's, how's this cow saying if you, have, if you have a band? I know, I know it doesn't count, but I'm saying like, I'm going to count band. I kind of count band work as calisthenics, to be honest. Fair. Fair. Uh, but no, I, I agree. If we're going by pure calisthenics, so like the purest there who's like, no, bands don't count. Um. Ah, oh, that's a hard one. What would be low back? I kind of feel the Superman works your lower back a bit too. Like you have to activate it when you arc up. Superman's pretty good, but the best exercise is the reverse plank. So reverse plank, meaning you're lying on your back. You, you got your shoulder blade elevated. You got your heel elevated. So your job is to hold the rest of your body up. And that is the work of your lower back. Simplest exercise ever. You can't do it wrong. You just hold it, right? And then uh, obviously like cheating, you can add weight, but I mean, if, if it's too easy, you can also lift one leg off the ground, you know? Um, and I found for a lot of beginners and even me included, holding for a minute is pretty challenging. So it's, it's a great exercise. Reverse plank, man. Okay, I've not heard of this one. It's reverse plank is better than regular planks. That you heard <laughs> it here first. I think that might be the most controversial opinion you've had. No, I think I've, I think I've said weirder things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Cali muscles not natural. Yeah, that, I don't know that, that top ramen's got some stuff in it, man. <laughs> All right, um, let's move down to hamstrings. You know what, Pat? I'm gonna say it for you, nerd. I think I think we missed all this stuff. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, we could miss. Okay, well, chest. Come on, push-ups. Yeah, that's uh. Am I creative to have a better one? No, it's but it's it's freaking push-ups. I mean, um, like you could say like okay, incline push-ups or decline push-ups, but they're all like the same push-up. motion. Yeah, it's it's push-ups. Yeah, um, and then core. Okay, but see, um, you know, from our last actually, I don't know if it's our last episode, but um, you were talking about the benefits of doing side planks. So I've been doing a lot of side planks recently. Um, yeah, I probably. And we, we have our unreleased uh, exercise tier list where I, I talked about sit-ups, but I would pick, if I could pick one, it'd definitely be side planks. Yeah, I, I also, I'm a fan of like um, leg raises, but of course, if you don't have a bar to do them, uh, but I also like V-sit. Like I like those as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's no right after core. Core is pretty easy to do with body weight. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, do you feel it in your abs? Okay, let's try something else. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. All right. Um, okay, so now let's go to hamstrings, which I know Nordic. Yep, Nordic curls. However, now let like it's it's pretty hard to set up at home. Like I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I've actually tried, right? Yeah. Not everybody has a partner that's to to hold them. So what would you pick if you had no partner? Um. So I've been doing one-handed. I mean, sorry, one-legged stiff-legged deadlifts, and. Okay. 
I, I do use a dumbbell for it, but I would say, I think I do have pretty strong hamstrings, but I think even if you just, like, I think for someone who might have not have much training experience, you can get an amazing workout where maybe just holding like a milk jug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, um, for hamstrings, I think it'd have to be like a floor hamstring curl, like hardwood floor. Oh yeah. Curl. You guys have heard me talk about it. The, yeah. Um, because I think it's always important to train the hamstring and its function to like bend the knee. Um, yeah. Even for sports, even just for walking around and jogging, I think it's important. So that's, that's my pick. My chain would be proud of you using towels. I'm actually low-key just a disciple of Mike Chang, just disguised <laughs> as a real professional. Him and his towel workout. <laughs> Next thing, I, I'm going to scratch all my choices. Towel push-ups, <laughs> towel pull-ups, towel sit-ups. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All righty. Where are we at? We're at uh, – we'll stay in the back. We, we forgot glutes. Okay, glutes. Oh, man. Um. To be honest, I don't do much like exact glute work, but if I did, um, probably would have to be something for like, um, bridging movement. I feel like, I feel like maybe, um, but the problem is like, how would you add a weight? Cause like I can do a ball, I could do like 50 body weight bridges. Okay. Well here, here's what you need to try the next time. I guess single legged, um, single leg, but like bench elevated. Mm-hmm. Uh, hip thrust so you you put your shoulder blades on a bench got your legs in the ground i'm like you'd be surprised if you could do 20 like it is like most of the time when i have people doing it the first time is me included by like 10 or 15 you are just dead it's it's incredible how hard it is especially if you're not used to single leg type work um and you really feel the glute which which again for a lot of people it's very tough so i suggest that one okay i'm gonna try that one out yeah because i don't do actually much glute work alone at all it's uh very important for outer appearance (laughs) hey i have a badonka donk man don't you disrespect me i got some cash in my bank (laughs) (laughs) do your hip thrust everybody now what's what's next uh we gotta do quads right yeah quads um so obviously there are like you can do body weight squats and yeah, like you can body weight squats the best option if it's body weight. I would actually think for the av for like I think body weight squats could work, and I'm talking about like maybe because you can maybe adjust it. You can do like some jump squats and stuff like that. Like you could get some work on it. Um, I've been trying to learn how to do a pistol. So, but I again like I think the problem is. It takes a lot of coordination and flexibility to get down there. So I feel like pistols on for everyone. Like, do I really get a good hypertroph- like hypertrophy from doing pistols? I don't think so. But it is something I want to work my way up to. Where I think like a bodyweight squat. Actually, forget squats. Lunges. Yeah, I was waiting for you to. Yeah, like lunges and split squats probably pretty good. Yeah. You can only do one, right? Because we all know about the benefits of doing a single leg type training now i'm gonna go off on a whim and i'm not even gonna pick squats if we're talking purely quads uh you know the reverse nordic curl i've probably shown you it and, and done it the one where you just you're uh you're laying on your knees and you just lean straight back yeah because it's it stretches out a lot of people have tight quads it stretches out um and contracts the quads uh first of all it feels cool when you do it um secondly everybody can do it because even if you have knee pain it's closed chain so it's 
pretty good. Um, and it really, really works. That, that'd be my pick. I know it's surprising. I didn't say squats, but yeah. I know. No, that's an interesting one. You really are a fan of these Nordic movements. Yeah, these, uh, these, these Nordic, these Nordic people. You know, we gotta look up the origin of this exercise sometimes. <laughs> right? I bet you it's not even like. I bet you the name wasn't even coined by a Nordic person. No, oh, you know what? I'm gonna bet you. I bet it comes from like some like some Ameri- some North American city, like someone in like Colorado who came up with this, and he's like, "Oh, it's Nordic, everyone." Yeah. Well, that's 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 next time on our on our history. We've got to talk about that one. Yeah. All right. Um, and then calves. I mean, I don't believe in trading calves, but if I had to, I guess it's calf races. Yeah. Um, single leg calf races. Uh, you know, if you're training at home, right? One thing you get to do is you get to train barefoot. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty beneficial because you might not believe in training calves, but we know that uh, your foot has like over 20 muscles, and gaining stronger feet can help reduce knee pain, make you stronger, produce more force. So, barefoot single leg calf races that's really effective, and a lot of people will find it pretty tough. All right, so I think we've actually covered every. I'm actually impressed. We got every body part done with a, like a pretty good exercise. Yeah, I you know I I'm I'm ready if I ever need to train body weight again. Not that I would want to, but I'm ready. No, but I think one of the lessons about this whole episode is this: like for your average person, it's important to throw in a few of these. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, especially like. I think it would be better to do a body weight movement than a machine movement. Yeah. And, uh, and again, like owning your body weight, right? Uh, if you just stick in machines, I think what, one thing you'll realize is that, um, there's, there's muscles you've missed and, and even it, it can just be a little bit more lazy, like machines don't make you work as hard. And it's important to like learn to work hard. Like there's a different pain you feel from like real pull-ups versus the lat pull down. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Hey, all right. Any last point you want to make, Pat, before we go to our ending segment? Uh, no. Let's let's jump into the segment because it is very relevant to today. It is. It is. I mean, today we're bringing back the Natty Hall of Fame, one of the most prestigious awards any human could ever get. And for calisthenics, bodyweight training, there is no one else you and I could think of besides the man, the myth, the legend himself, who is also an amazing painter. Pat, who is this man? Yeah, it is our guy, Kane Sumabat, a.k.a. Timberwolf. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what more can we say about him? He's uh, obviously a very accomplished trainer. Um, he mostly trains online nowadays. Um, has one of the greatest physiques ever in his prime. However, even at over 50 years old, he still has one of the greatest physiques ever. And and uh, this man has been lifetime natural, um, except for smoking weed, if we count that, <laughs> which you shouldn't, which you shouldn't, and no one should get eliminated from any sport competition because of that. <laughs> Our actual bit of news for once. Um, no, but he, he's amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm sure... Um, you know of his um, most amazing feet, Amor, which is uh, every year he would try to do the year's number in pull-ups. You heard that right. In one day, it's like 2,020 pull-ups in a day, and it's absolutely incredible. And I think he started doing this when he was past 45, too. So it's not even, you know, this isn't like a, a super young guy doing it. He, and uh, yeah, and what else do you have to say about Timberwolf? 
I have to say, like, I mean, everything you said is true. Like, he has an unbelievable physique, and he's worked so hard throughout. And you can actually see the progression. He shows pictures of him in his 20s and 30s, and he looks good. But I actually think he looks better in his 50s than he does in his 20s, which is insane. Um, But I do not – I cannot stress enough how impressive those year-end challenges are. Like – you and I, we used to do those pull-up games. We would do 100 as fast, whoever can do it faster. I would be pretty tired. I cannot imagine doing 2,000 pull-ups in a single day. And he would show pictures of his hands, and they would just be ripped up from doing all those pull-ups. Like, I think that is one of the most underrated endurance feats any human's done, like, and strength feat. Like, that is such an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, and, you know... A bunch of years ago with a different mindset i used to think okay it's impressive but it's kind of stupid but you know i'm kind of looking at a different light it's it's um it, it's even more impressive a show of mental strength right obviously it hurt and there's no need to do it and i think he's talked about it on his instagram and his posts like he doesn't have to do it nothing ends his life if he doesn't do it but it's just about uh showing himself that as he gets older he's gonna keep fighting he's gonna keep doing his best even like he failed last year but just doing your best. He like I only got eighteen hundred, but hey, I fucking got eighteen hundred pull ups at age like fifty three. You know how many like how many thirty five year olds can do that? How many twenty five year olds can do that? So, do you know a lot of, and I think that's why we agree with him. It's uh, it's all about just like proving to yourself what you can do and and using fitness as a way not only for your physical but for your mental health. Exactly. Exactly. I think. He is definitely has captured that. And I think another thing which is really great too is I really think he shows about how simple training can be. Like just you just gotta exercise, you just gotta do these movements and stuff. Like he doesn't sell any special plan or anything. It's just like, hey, just you can get an amazing physique from just doing this body weight training. Like as long as you just go find some stuff you like to do, work out consistently, you can make some massive gains. I mean, he's a great proponent of that. I think his workouts nowadays, it's it's the push-ups, it's the pull-ups. Um, he can also do, like, levers. Uh, apparently, L-sit pull-ups are, like, a normal daily thing for him, even though it's not for us mortals. But, but yeah, it, it clearly works. He's been able to maintain and stay looking very fit. You know what I also want to know is his hair routine, because, dude, he has some good locks out there. Yeah, oh, I wish. I, I wish I could look like that. Yeah, and also, I mean, this has nothing to do with his physique, but his art is actually so good. Like, his paintings are so impressive. Yeah, I mean, one of our goals is to is to get him on and, and be able to have a conversation with him, hopefully. If we ever get a Natty Muse office, we're going to have to have one of his paintings. That's it for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, I mean, got to pay him back for all the tips he's given us through the years. I mean, I think we found him when we were... We must have been teenagers. We were just like, who the hell is this guy doing like 25 clapping pull-ups in, in, in this place that he calls the Bat Cave? That is so badass. It, you know, and this is something I love now is that like people I remember stumbling upon who are very small YouTube followings, some of them have really exploded. Like I, we talked about Clarence Zero before. I remember seeing him when he had like 10,000 subscribers. Yep. And now yeah. he's like. Yeah. Now he's huge. Yeah, he's su- and he should be like he is incredibly amazing, and he's also a funny, funny guy. Like I love hearing him talk and stuff. Like he's a cool guy. Um, and like same thing with Timbal. If I remember finding him, um, I think the first video I saw was actually him 
and his nephew training. And yeah. his nephew, too, also has a fantastic physique and has worked very hard. Um, but, like, I remember seeing that. Now seeing how respected he is now, how everyone kind of knows him. This is so cool. I think he has, he has a huge family culture. I know his, I think his dad did calisthenics. And then yeah. I remember him uh, going to his uh, nephew. Must have been like, like, I think it's, 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 uh, or niece, sorry. Like she's like 10 or something and she's doing gymnastics competitions. Like it nice. runs in the family. Everybody's doing the body weight training and, you know, not only just not only physically fit, but like obviously mentally it's, it's been a huge help to everybody. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Hey, Timberwolf, welcome to the Natty Hall of Fame. Um, definitely a true inspiration and thank you from the Natty community. Awesome. Well, we will wrap it up. Uh, if you like Natty News, please remember to subscribe to our channel and like it. Um, share it with a friend you you know that will like this type of news content. Uh, we always make sure to give one bit of real news every single week. And um, I think that's it, right, Anwar? I think that's everything. Anyways, all of you guys have a Natty Day. Natty News out. Natty News out. Hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of Natty News. If you'd like to learn more, be sure to check out our website www.natty.news. As well, check out our Instagram Natty News Podcast and Facebook page Natty News if you want to get a bit more Natty information.